Hello and happy Wednesday. My name is Steph. And I'm Lex. And welcome to Chasing Childhood. We are a weekly podcast where we revisit our favorite childhood movies and video games to see if they still hold up as adults. I don't know about you, but I'm going to miss Pixar month. I know. I had so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great time. I'm having having a hard time today, like moving on. (laughs) How are you today? Yeah, no, I always have fun watching Pixar movies, so... It's always kind of sad when we move away, but also we have other movies that are lesser known or less remembered that we should get into. Amen. And speaking of, you know the old saying, you can't understand someone until you've walked a mile in their shoes? Oh, yeah. Well, this week we're rewatching a movie that takes that quote to a whole other level. I mean, for real. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just imagine literally trading places with someone for a day. Or in this case, your mom. Wow. Imagine like angsty teen meets mother and then they both switch. That's insane. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. We are watching Freaky Friday. Arguably the freakiest Friday ever. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate Freaky Friday. The ultimate. All right, guys. So, oh, the ultimate. (laughs) Wow. Look at you. Ooh, we love a reference. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Oh my She was God. quick with it. All right. Ew, too quick for my own brain. <laughs> <laughs> so Freaky Friday is a 2003 American fantasy comedy film directed by Mark Waters, who also directed Mean Girls, and written by Heather Hack. She also wrote the musical version of Legally Blonde and Leslie Dixon, who wrote Mrs. Doubtfire. The film is based on Mary Rogers' 1972 novel of the same name. It is the second remake of the same story and third installment overall in the Freaky Friday franchise. Wow. So there's a lot of heavy hitters who made this movie. Literally try saying that five times fast. Freaky Friday franchise. Like, wow. Freaky Friday franchise. I like it. (laughs) So Freaky Friday stars Academy Award winner Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan from The Parent Trap and Mean Girls and so many others. If you don't know her name, I don't know what's wrong with you. Mark Harmon, who's best known for NCIS, Chad Michael Murray from A Cinderella Story and One Tree Hill, Harold Gould from The Golden Girls, Rosalind Chow from Star Trek, and Lucille Sung from Fresh Off the Boat. Harold Gould from The Golden Girls. The Goulden Girls. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know about you, but literally right after Jamie Lee Curtis won her Oscar this year, I like freaked out. I literally was watching like every video of her doing her acceptance speech and just being so happy. And it was like, oh, I love her so much. She's a very cool actress. I just like how excited she got. It was like a little kid in a candy store. I love how excited she got for other people. Like she was her entire cast, like, all of them like their biggest cheerleader during award season and I was obsessed with that energy so nice so the film was released in theaters on August 6th 2003 by Walt Disney Pictures and distributed by Buena Vista Pictures it grossed over 160 million dollars worldwide on a budget of only 26 million dollars marking it a commercial success it additionally received largely positive reviews from critics who praised the performances of Curtis and Lohan The film won a Phoenix Film Critics Society Award and was nominated for a Critics' Choice Award. For her role as Tess, Jamie Lee Curtis was nominated for a Golden Globe and a Satellite Award. 
If you've never had the pleasure of seeing a mother and daughter struggle to navigate life as each other, or if you haven't seen this since the birth of MySpace, here's a plot summary or I guess description taken directly from the info section for Freaky Friday from Disney+. Plus. Okay. All right. I like it. Going straight to the source. Let's do it. Single mother Tess Coleman and her teenage daughter Anna couldn't be more different, and it is driving them both insane. After receiving cryptic fortunes at a Chinese restaurant, the two wake up the next day to discover that they have somehow switched bodies. Unable to switch back, they are forced to masquerade as one another until a solution can be found. In the process, they develop a new sense of respect and understanding for one another. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue with the source material, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Disney said it best, man. It's no Jay Welch, but okay. <laughs> Who is? Who is a Jay Welch? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to jump into our fun facts? Yeah, so our first fun fact is that when Jamie Lee Curtis found out that Lindsay Lohan, who was going to be playing her daughter, had starred in The Parent Trap, which came out in 1998, she asked, which twin did she play? Unaware that (laughs) Lindsay Lohan performed both roles. You know what, Jamie Lee Curtis? A lot of us didn't realize that Lindsay Lohan didn't have a twin (laughs) until too late in life, so I feel you. (laughs) Listen, I'm still convinced she has a twin, okay? You can't tell me otherwise. You can't prove otherwise. I'm sorry. There was another girl in that movie (laughs) (laughs) so my first fun fact is that the snapshots in the opening credits are actually photos of jamie lee curtis and her own daughter annie guest which i was hoping that's who that was because when they were showing the snapshots i was like that has to be her actual daughter like there's no way that's adorable so cute i love that That would have been even better if they used, um, if they like dubbed in a picture of Lindsay Lohan from The Parent Trap, like just like pasted her face. I was like, it doesn't look like Lindsay Lohan, but I was like, is it like, did they digitally alter her? I know it's a little before Photoshop's, you know, prime, but maybe, but no, it's her actual daughter, which is really cool. Pre-Photoshop, pre-chunky highlights, like (laughs) pre-everything. So the cover of Tess Coleman's book which is titled Through the Looking Glass in the film, is the same cover as the original Freaky Friday novel written by Mary Rogers. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that little uh, Easter egg. That's cute. Very cute. All right. My last fun fact is that Julie Gonzalo, who plays Anna's archenemy Stacy, would later go on to play Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter in Christmas with the Cranks, and she plays the mean girl in A Cinderella Story, also starring Chad Michael Murray. Nice. And I also noticed when I was uh, going through her IMDb, she also was in an episode of NCIS not long after this. So it seems like she really kept in touch with all of her castmates and kind of reunited with them in different avenues. Yeah. So it's very cool. I always forget she was in she was in Christmas with the Cranks and like in the Cinderella story. Well, like I remembered Cinderella story because the second that she came on screen, I was like, "Hold on, mm. she's played a mean girl in something before." And I she went and plays her literally up. such a good mean girl. She does such a good job. But Christmas with the Cranks, I feel like because her character doesn't show up until the very end, and she's mm. only like on phone calls through most of the movie, it's yeah. understandable that you wouldn't remember exactly who she is. Yeah, I mainly remember her from Dodgeball. Oh my gosh, that's right, she is in Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so our last fun fact was that no doubt singer Gwen Stefani was offered a role as a member of the band. 
I'm sorry. That would have been so much. Like Gwen <laughs> Stefani was at like the top of her game with no doubt yeah. when this came out. Like, no, I'm sorry. It would have been too much. Like that would have overshadowed yeah. everything in the movie, knowing that Gwen Stefani was a character. Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. Do you want to get into it? Hell yeah. Let's do it. All right. So when was the last time we saw this? Probably not long after it came out. Ooh. I think I haven't seen this since like middle school, maybe. So what about you? I saw this probably two or three years ago. Okay. I can't remember how long it's been, but I've seen it relatively recently. Definitely more recently than you have. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I I like this movie a lot just right off the bat. I think it's so much fun. It's definitely really cheesy. Oh, yeah. But like... Also, leave it to Disney to put Chad Michael Murray as a hot bad boy with a heart of gold. Like You know, in everything, he's always the hot yes. the hot bad boy or the hot jock or like whatever. He has the face for it. What I like is that they're like, listen, he's a hot bad boy, but also he's like he has like two jobs and he's very smart. And like he they just add all this like depth to his character every single time. And I feel like Chad Michael Murray probably comes in and he's like, listen, guys. <laughs> I know that this guy is supposed to be like a brainless, like rock fan. Um, like, let's give him some depth. I can't work with this character like this. You know, I'm going to be honest. He really does have the face to play someone who has no brain cells. Like he really yeah. does have the face of a guy who his like deepest conversations are with himself in a mirror and like <laughs> to his soul patch <laughs> he always brings like some depth of like I'm a poet I'm an intellectual yeah. like he always ends up having these characters who have some type of deeper care like deeper yeah I don't, don't, don't want to say deeper depth but like deeper depth they have something <laughs> else to them they have they have more layers to them and I'm just like you know honestly though if he really did play a character who just like the whole movie had nothing going on upstairs I would yeah. also believe that you know he could play both get you a man who can do both <laughs> yeah literally was a Chad literally was a Chad <laughs> <laughs> I just I love it so much because they even did that for him in a Cinderella story yeah they were like he's a popular jock but also he goes to Princeton like he's a genius yeah exactly but yeah just like a quick note, the songs in this film did not have to go so hard. Just listening to every song in this, I was like, oh, why do I know all these words? I literally yes. have not seen this since middle school, but I know every single word to all the songs. They're just like earworms that live in your brain forever. And I never want to extract them. Like, I love they're them. They're so good. So good. Yeah, they. you're right. They did not have to go off the way that they did, but they did that for us. <laughs> They did. Like, just going a little bit further into the movie, like, when Anna, or I guess Tess is trapped in Anna's body, and she has to perform on stage as Anna. Like, right. that whole scene gets me so hyped when she's just, like, going off behind the curtain, and and uh, Tess has to act like she's playing and stuff. That yeah. part is so funny to me. But um, I love it. I love that song so much. So, so good. No, that song literally is going to live in my head. Like, I'm probably going to go find the soundtrack for this on Spotify and listen to it for the next week. Love that. So who was your favorite character? Oh, the grandpa. 
Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. The grandpa, every time he was like, earthquake, and ran out so of the house, and, like freaked out. He was so funny. He wasn't a character that I think you would expect in this movie. Like, yes. I feel like everybody else in the movie made perfect sense, right? Like the mom, two kids who don't get along, like fiance who's way in over his head they're getting ready Mm -hmm. for the wedding but then you just sprinkle in grandpa (laughs) and he just like really ramped up the comedy in this and he made for like to be fair a lot of just easy stupid comedy yeah but it worked like it kept the levity because some of the other people like yes they also had a little bit of more clever jokes I think with uh Anna and Tess but yeah uh, and especially with Ryan I thought the fiance I did not catch his funny jokes when I was a kid um Mm. and he's incredibly funny kudos to Mark Harmon but yeah the grandpa just he just made for an easy Mm -hmm. laugh and a good laugh and he was entertaining he was just so funny like the part where he first is looking for Anna and he goes into the garage and he yeah he gives um I think her name's Peg he gives Peg a hug and Anna's like I'm over here he literally throws Peg he threw her like, <laughs> I'm like all you hear is like a, a crash from the side of the it's street so funny and like I loved his relationship with Harry I thought they were so cute together they cracked me up like every time he was like do I have to wear a thong just like <laughs> <laughs> When he pulled the underwear off his head and he's like, is this a thong? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> so good. Was he also your favorite character? Yeah, definitely. Like, especially, yeah. I loved, like you said, his earthquake. Like, every time he would freak out. And then Harry, when Anna and Tess are like, we're trying this new technique to try and, like, get into each other's shoes or whatever. Like, they're right. trying to explain why they're acting so weird and they're just making up excuses. <laughs> The grandpa and Harry are like, let's try it. Let's let's do that too, or whatever. And Harry's like, oh, earthquake, earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were so cute. Can I just say that the Chinese restaurant really wanted to cater that wedding? Like, what a weird but effective mar- marketing strategy to give them those uh, those fortune cookies. Honestly. I did not even catch that that's where that part was going until we get to the scene where Anna's on the phone with the caterer Mm -hmm. um, while she's in Tessa's body. And she's like, halibut's disgusting. $10,000 canceled. And I was like, first of all, $10,000 for catering? Sis, please. Second of all, I would be furious if someone canceled my caterer the day before my wedding. Yes. (laughs) But then like it that's when it kind of clicked for me. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is how it's all going to work out." I didn't mm-hmm. even catch this when I was a kid. Like this is so clever. Yes, me either. It was genius. There's so many good things that they dropped in this that you do not catch until you're a little bit older. Yeah, I was like, "How funny is that if that was like their marketing strategy?" They were like, "Let's just get these two people to switch bodies so that we get this <laughs> catering gig." Like, how many times have y'all done this? Because I also loved how they were like, oh, no, the fortune cookies. Like, you guys opened them. No. Like, how many times have you guys done this? But I loved them. I thought they were so much fun. Who would you want to switch bodies with for a day? My cat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Can you imagine just being a cat where, like, everyone takes care of you and you just, like, lay around all day long and you sleep 22 hours a day? It's a dream. Oh, my gosh. I thought Tell you were going to pick someone better. like Angelina Jolie or something like that. And I was like, okay. No, I've watched this movie now. I've seen the stressors. I'm not going to presume <laughs> to know that anyone else has a less stressful life than me. Oh so, my gosh. No, the cat. 
was about to say, how do you think you and your mom would have done if you guys swapped bodies while you were in high school? Um, it would not have been. It would not have been good. <laughs> it would not have been pretty. <laughs> Steph's like, we are still trapped in each other's bodies. <laughs> no, it would not have gone well for either one of us. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Who would you switch with? Um, I feel like I would probably switch bodies with a millionaire and then just like leave like just go anywhere and just hide i feel like i'd swap bodies and then you could never find me again to switch back you're like i'm gonna take the money and run (laughs) exactly i love it it's like the ultimate heist i was gonna say you're the ultimate con woman oceans 11 who it's oceans one baby (laughs) i just need me (laughs) me myself and i that's all i got i love it um so I was thinking about it, too, because I was like, if I switched bodies with someone, like, the weirdest part to me would be seeing yourself. Like, seeing yourself how other people see you. Because, like, sometimes when I see my reflection in a different direction or, like, if they had, like, a filter or something on Snapchat at one point that was like, see how other people actually see you. And I was like, this is me. I hate it so much. (laughs) My face is too uneven. I would be so upset. Be like, this is how I look all the time. Like, I hate it. Like, highly asymmetrical. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, thank you. I'm all right. I just, I don't need my feelings hurt, you know? Like, (laughs) like I'm good (laughs) the way that I am. Literally, though, I'm like, could you imagine like being trapped in someone's body and just seeing yourself exist? No. I'd be like, oh, no, I look like that when I do what? No, absolutely not. Yeah. I live with my <laughs> own faults as it is. I don't need to see them from bird's eye view. <laughs> I'm like, I would book a plastic surgery appointment. Literally, like, immediately. consultation immediately. <laughs> no, oh. I would not be able to handle it. I no, I'm good. I'm all right. Absolutely not. Also, so there's one part in this movie, like after they switch bodies, they both basically say, you wouldn't last a day in my life, right? Right. So Anna goes to work as Tess. Right. Tess goes to school as Anna. Right. And Tess learns in Anna's body that she's not making this up. Everyone actually is kind of out to get her. Like, yeah. um, She learns that Stacey Hinkhouse is a capital B word. With an itch. And then she learns that Mr. Bates, I think. I think his name is Mr. Bates. Yeah, it is Mr. Bates. Because it's like a nod to, to Jamie Psycho. Lee Curtis's mom. Yeah, her yeah. mom who played Norma Bates in Psycho. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. And she finds out that like Mr. Bates was a guy that she rejected in high school for the prom. I was like, what? Like, that's wild. And also, like, it made me think, like, did you ever have a teacher that hated you because he knew your family? Like, I didn't even know that. I feel like that's something that only happens in movies. Listen, sorry, but he's giving Severus Snape. Like, sorry that the mom rejected <laughs> you and now you're taking it out on the child. Like, calm down. Snape. She's Snape. a child. Severus Snape. <laughs> Snape. Snape. No, uh, I don't think there's anybody who hated me because they knew who my mm. family was. If anything, because like all of our, I went to the same school that all of like our parents and like their siblings went to all 39 of them, literally like 500 of them (laughs) because I went to that school, people knew the last name. So Mm. if anything, it was better. Like I thought it would be a little bad. Sorry, mom. I'm going to blow up your spot right now. But like my mom was not the best behaved in school. And and your mom is the one that told me that. And (laughs) (laughs) so like, I thought it might've been something like that, but no, it was never a, I was never, I don't think anybody like 
treated me poorly because of it. If anything, people were like, oh, you know, it's your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I yeah. hung out with them at whatever house party 900 years ago. <laughs> it's because they're scared of your mom. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. Nobody was ever like mean to me because of family. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. What about you? Not really. Like, first of all, Peggy, snitches get stitches. Okay. Stop <laughs> spreading all the tea. Like, she loves some. the tea. <laughs> she loves it. She lives for it. I don't think so. I think the opposite as well, because like I have two older sisters and I went to the same middle elementary and high school as them. So I had a few of the same teachers and they like liked me immediately because of them. Um, which like, thanks guys. Yeah, no, I did the same for my brother. I paved the way and then yes. everybody's like, oh, you're Steph's brother. And I'm like, yeah, you're welcome <laughs> to yes. give I'm you like, this platform. I'm like coming through, coming through just in time to ruin the reputation <laughs> and leave. Hey, like I'm the last one. It's giving youngest sibling energy. It's giving. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked, I think I really liked Tess. She was like a... a close second for favorite characters jamie lee curtis in my opinion killed this role even like the small mannerisms like how she grabbed harry's paper from the teacher and was like and had to move it back like after before you saw that she had bad vision and she had to like keep adjusting and just like i i loved her i thought she was so much fun i guess she's like playing anna inside her body just like she was a lot of fun to watch, and I could definitely understand why she got so much praise for this role. Yeah, I thought that they both pulled off something which I really believe is so difficult to do, mm-hmm. which is pretending to be the other actor and the other character while being in your own body, right? Like <laughs> pretending to be the actor, pretending to be you. Well, yeah, like at the end of the day, they're both playing two characters. And they both have to get the same mannerisms right, the same vocal inflections right, and they both pull it off. Like, you really do believe that it is Anna inside of Tessa's body because Jamie Lee Curtis Mm -hmm. pulls off all the facial expressions and all of the mannerisms and all the vocal things. And again, same with uh, Lindsay Lohan, where you really believe it's Tess inside Anna's body because she switches up so quickly and so well. And it's just, they both pulled off something again that I think is really hard to do. And you see it in different movies where people have switched bodies or are disguised as another person or what have you. And it's a, it's a difficult thing to get the other person exactly right to the point that you believe they are in that body and not that it's the actor trying to play them, if that makes sense. So Mm. it's because like, it's so easy. Like if I tried to play you, I might not get all the mannerisms right. I can't do do it. it. Vocally is different than like physically (laughs) performing it, but like do it. (laughs) If I were trying to like, like if I were trying to do Tyler, like as a caricature, People would probably think that it's just, again, me doing an impression of Tyler rather than Tyler embodying my body, you know? So, oh my gosh, do it. No. <laughs> the best Tyler impression that I ever do is whenever he goes, what do you mean? <laughs> That's all he says. Like his Chandler Bing phrase instead of like, could yes. I be anymore? Like he's just... He's always like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean the dishwasher's full? <laughs> He's going to be so annoyed when he listens to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Um, I don't even know how I would impersonate you. I would just be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, what's <laughs> up? 
Welcome to my crib. You my can't see it, but she's crib. giving finger guns. Like, <laughs> that's the best way to impersonate me. <laughs> like, uh, this is my, my this is my impression of Steph. Lex really needs to get out of my house. <laughs> it's actually getting ridiculous at this point. Lex has been over to my house more than anyone else, like in life. <laughs> I literally come upstairs like Harry with like underwear on my head and I'm like, what's for dinner? I need to make it clear that Lex doesn't even live in this state. She's I been don't. at my house so much. I made a key. I love it. I love when you come over. I also still don't believe that Liberty exists. Like I have yet to see her. I think she doesn't like me or she keeps hiding from me. But like... Every time I come over, there's no sign of Liberty anywhere. I don't, I, I think she's a myth. Well, I can confirm she's literally sitting across from me right now, just staring dead into my face. So I can confirm she? she's, she's real. She's alive. <laughs> she's just very shy. She's nervous. We're talking, we're talking on the phone without our cameras on. I don't know. Is she there? Is she? <laughs> um, okay. So I just want to point out that Tess was like going through this going through the day going through high school again which like drama and also like hell on earth hello i would not be caught dead in high school again and second of all she was like doing her best to make it through the day and she actually did it like a decent job i guess like she put mr bates in his place and she found out that stacy was a capital b word and she like makes it through the day or whatever anna on the other hand literally changed everything about her mom's life she literally like was late for her appointments for her job she like changed her hair the day before her rehearsal dinner yep she got a she got a piercing she changed her wardrobe probably spent like hundreds of dollars on this new outfit right yep i was like what like she changed everything she literally canceled her mom's caterer yeah the day before the engagement party her mom literally was Ugh. like don't do anything and then she yes. went and did everything <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> hold my beer, but like, yeah, hold my guitar. Seriously though, <laughs> seriously though, I was like, wow, that's wild. If it was me, I would be terrified to change anything about my mom. Like, I would be like, she's gonna whoop my butt. I'm gonna be honest. I would literally just sit in a corner until I changed back. Like, yeah. I wouldn't touch anything. I'd be so afraid because, like, I'm already afraid of like the butterfly effect and like yeah. how one little thing can change the course of like literally everything. So I'd be so afraid that I was going to mess with like the space time continuum that I just would sit in a corner <laughs> and I'd be like, let me know when we change back. <laughs> and also like, I'm sorry, but I would have stayed home. Like we would have been each other for a good month and a half because I would not leave the house. I would just yeah. sleep. Sorry, sick day. I got to I got to sit at home. Like literally, there's excuses you can use to get out of work. Oh my my! I I got in a car accident. My car won't start. I'm sick. Me and my daughter swapped bodies. Like <laughs> that's a valid excuse. Dead. Uh, it's understandable. The one thing that I also thought was like kind of annoying about this was hearing Anna's like bandmates and her complain about like not going to the audition, but also. It was kind of relatable at the same time because as a teen, you think everything's about you, really. But it was just, I was like, she's getting married. And you guys have this audition, like, on her engagement. Like, on the, what is it? The I don't even know what it's called. I'm not a marriage person. The rehearsal dinner. Yes, that. I kept calling it the engagement party, I think. A marriage person. <laughs> <laughs> Commitment makes me itchy. But yeah, like... 
it's literally the rehearsal dinner and it's like important is it is it important it's very important because you do the whole walkthrough of the ceremony and then you have the dinner you do the whole walking where like everybody's together there's a lot of speeches there's a lot of it's just like a honestly the rehearsal dinner is very much like a formal I guess a formality if you will where Mm. I don't know that it's like 100% necessary like you're not rehearsing anything at the dinner but it is like typically a time where both families come together and a lot of like celebrating the bride and groom the night before and what are you giggling at I can just imagine I don't know why my mind went straight to like you get together and you rehearse a flash dance (laughs) no you rehearse the the actual wedding itself and like the processional how everybody's gonna walk Mm. you know what order you go in how you move through the pews or if you're in a church or whatever there is like important stuff that day but yeah I agree it's like when you're a teenager there's nothing more important than like the most immediate thing that's going to give you a dopamine rush and Mm. like looking at it as an adult now I'm like okay first of all rude you can't just spring this on her literally the day before her rehearsal that's probably been set up for months like Mm -hmm. she's been trying to to get this done like you can't just suddenly spring a audition on her yeah. So in that way, I get it. But like, if I were a teen, I'd also totally like if I I think I'm watching this in middle school. I was like, but let her go to the audition. And yeah. like now as an adult, I'm like, you're going to sit your butt in that chair and you're going to go to the rehearsal dinner <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to learn all of the steps to we're all in this together and you're going <laughs> to like it. <laughs> you're going to be a wildcat, damn it. <laughs> Alexa, play High School Musical. <laughs> um, yeah, but seriously, I... I mean, I did see it from like Tessa's side, but I also kind of thought as well, I was like, this is a huge opportunity for Anna at the same time. So like I did kind of like how um, Ryan was able to step in and be like, just let her go, like let her go for 20 minutes. How long could it take? You know what I mean? Like as an adult, I I see it from Tessa's side. I'm like, wow, Anna's like really messed up for like trying to leave the rehearsal dinner. Right. Um, but also at the same time, like, she can be back in less than 30 minutes. Like, just let her go do it real quick and then make her come back. You know what I mean? Right. No, I agree. How long is this audition really going to take? You know, mm-hmm. like it, if if it's just like a three minute song, then what? She's there for like a total of like 15 minutes, maybe a half hour. Yeah. I don't and know. How long is a rehearsal dinner? Like 17 hours? <laughs> she's she's usually a couple hours. So it's like. I was like, let her go. Like, she's there for the first few speeches. Then she goes off and then comes back. Like, I don't, I'm just like, is she, is she needed for the whole thing? Like, a lot of it's also just kind of mingling, you know? Right. So the rehearsal's not even, the rehearsal dinner's not even important. Like, it's not even crucial to the wedding. And like, listen, I get it. But if she's at least there for half of it and then leaves, that just makes sense to me. You know, it's like a good compromise. I'm sorry. What team? (laughs) wildcats <laughs> somewhere again somewhere Zac Efron is shooting up straight in bed just <laughs> like sweating like <gasps> <laughs> not again so there's another part that really annoyed me and I'm gonna flat out say it how the hell is Anna a musician a rock musician at that and she doesn't know who Stevie Nicks is what deeply upsetting deeply upsetting that made me so upset I'm sorry Stevie Nicks is everything she is rock music like sorry (laughs) what (laughs) yeah feels like a personal attack on me yeah personally (laughs) like I have no words I was like 
we we're just going to disrespect Stevie, Stevie Nicks like that? The Stevie Nicks? Uh, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. Fleetwood Mac is literally like my second favorite band of all time because Queen is my favorite band. Absolutely. And I can't. The idea of like not knowing who Stevie Nicks is, but you're supposed to be super into rock. I got to go. It's just it's giving a little too unrealistic for me. Yes. You know, like. Back to, back to reality. It is, it's ridiculous. Well, it's just like this era of like movies where everything is, you're ruining my life mm. and uh, you don't understand and you're the worst. And yeah. like this caricature of the way that teenage girls act is just untrue. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's too many like late teen, early 20 girls and like all of our music tastes usually overlap with like 45 year old men yeah like that's just the way that it is (laughs) like it just feels unrealistic that this whatever 16 17 year old girl would not know who a rocker is if she's supposed to be so into music and so especially into playing guitar right I'm like it's much more realistic for her to actually be super into this yeah and be less like you're ruining my life and uh, that sounds so old I don't know who that is like yeah it's not giving it's not giving realism it sounds like a 55 year old person was trying to write what they think a teenager sounds right and I think the thing that really bothered me about that is like throughout the whole movie her and Jake are like bonding and finding a common ground and really like like each other because of their music taste and stuff like that and they have like all these really cool bands at the time and stuff that they're fans of but then at one point when they're at that scene where Tess as Anna has to pretend to play the guitar she's like you had to have gone to a rock concert at one point and Tess as Anna is like I saw the Stones once and I'm like okay she saw the Stones how do you not know who Fleetwood Mac is like I don't understand Ugh. Yeah, but like you said, I think it just goes back to the writing and being like, "Who's that?" You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just I don't like this like posturing as like the greatest bands of the seventies and eighties were so long ago that no one listens to them and they're considered like cringy and old. Yeah, because honest to God, that's just not true. Yeah, like you go on any TikTok or whatever, like even on TikTok, like you go on there and even today, like there's. 18 19 20 year olds who are like i love fleetwood mac and here's all my outfits based on the 70s and oh my gosh all the tiktoks that came out with people um rollerblading to yeah uh, dreams like yes no like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't get any better than that guys and honestly like i'm i feel disrespected for stevie nicks I do. I really do. This is making me like incensed. Like I'm passionate feel, about this. I know. I'm like, I feel personally victimized by Anna. Like I don't, I just, I can't. No, I can't. And it, I don't know, just in general where it's like, haven't you been to a rock concert? I don't know. I saw the stones and it's like, that wouldn't be something that you one, just forget. And two, yeah. wouldn't be something that you'd write off as just like, I don't know, shrug. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. We all know who rock bands are. Like, please. Really? Also, did you notice that they put the random like faculty room scene where Anna fixes her test, like Jake takes her to fix her test? They just randomly put it in slow motion. Yeah, that was bizarre. Was like, what? <laughs> it was what a directorial choice, you know. It was a little editing editing room uh, decision. Yes. <laughs> I do like how after that scene, she kind of like sabotages Stacy and like erases all her answers and. I love how Jake calls her out and like doesn't help her at all. 
Yeah, no. Again, every time Chad Michael Murray plays a character, he's secretly a good dude. And it's yes, it's like, come on, sir. <laughs> Play a scumbag. <laughs> Let's get into Jake. Okay. Let's get into because Jake. Because I need to talk about this. Okay. First of all, why the soul patch? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I hate it so much. He's supposed to look older, but I'm like, how much older can he really be there in high school? I'm confused. Right? He's got the crappiest little soul patch. It looks like he, like, accidentally, like, I don't even know how to describe his soul patch, guys. It is wild. It's also, like, bright blonde and, like, barely matches his hair color. <laughs> I like that Anna and him were a good match. Um, and I kind of liked that it was like, even when she was Tess, like you can tell that he really likes Anna for her and like right. they have a connection. But it was so weird that he was like, don't marry this dude. Like we just <laughs> bonded over bands for a good 20 minutes. I was like, what? Like, how does that make any sense? How does that even even out? Also, like, how confusing must it have been for him when they switched back and Anna started acting normal again? Like, what? Just the switch up of, like, you were so into Anna and then immediately yeah. were into her mom. Yeah. Sorry, could never be me. <laughs> could never be me. And the fact that Aunt, that uh, Tess kisses him as Anna. No. I was like, no! That's, it's... It's giving disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's giving wild. Uh, it's giving yeah. Stacy's mom. Yes, it really is. And I, ugh. yeah, again, it must be very confusing for him. There's another movie um, where two guys switch bodies. And I think it's like Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds or something. Mm. And there's like a movie where they switch bodies. And then I have always thought in these types of movies where there's a is body swap. The change up? Yeah, I think it's called the change up. Okay. But it's like when they switch bodies, the people that they quote unquote fall in love with while they're in whatever body, like you must be so confused Yes. when they come back. Like you said, like he must have been out of his mind when Anna starts going back to acting like Anna. And yeah, how do you explain that? And how do you not have feelings for the mom anymore? Like yes. now that Anna's back, like it's just very confusing, and I don't know it's how so strange they like. That's always a loose end left at the end of these types of movies, where it's like, mm -hmm. and everybody just accepted that everything's back the way it's supposed to be, and everybody's you know yeah. with the person they're supposed to be, and like I'm the like, end. Yeah, I'm like, but if you never tell them what happened, and God, you know, they would never believe you anyway. But yeah. That's such a loose end. Like, that, nothing has been yeah. answered. Nothing has been rectified in my brain of how you've now explained to this person while you're acting like yourself again. Like, it's just... Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. If I were the love interest in this, I would have been like, I have to go. Like, I'm sorry. My Uber is here. Like, goodbye. Also, this man is a literal stalker. Like, he followed Tess everywhere yeah. when Anna was in, his was in her body. Like, the strangest thing. He shows up to the rehearsal dinner like just in time for the choreography like he shows up and he's like don't marry him we have a connection and I'm like bro how did you know where she was and then yeah. also like he shows up to the house of blues like two seconds later I'm like you are a literal stalker yeah yeah it's a lot blonde-headed stalker I don't even understand like I don't get it yeah I don't get it and I think Ryan is an absolute angel in this whole movie oh. A saint. And he put up with so much. And I loved his character. I thought he was the mm -hmm. sweetest ever. How Just like how yeah. hard he tried to bond with the kids, even from the very beginning. Even though he's so clearly overwhelmed, like 
he tried so hard and he's just the most patient saintly person in this whole movie and I loved him yeah I loved him too and I actually really appreciated that part of the plot too how like the main plot, yes, is about the mother-daughter swaparoo where they learn how to, like, <laughs> respect each other. Right. And they learn how to kind of, like, live in each other's shoes and what each other goes through. But I also like how they not only focused on that, but they also focused on, like, Anna gaining respect for her little brother as well as, like, Ryan, too. And, like, vice versa with, with Tess, like, learning where Anna comes from and, like, what she does every day and how right. to live in her shoes and everything. Like, I really enjoy how they included the respect for the little brother and Ryan as well. Yeah, no, I loved it. I loved how they showed all the like family bonds strengthening and like, they're a really cute family. The four of them, mm-hmm. like they're really adorable. Yeah. And I just think they're, they're super entertaining and it's very clear that they actually do care about each other. And I don't know. I really liked it. I felt like they were a very realistic family. Yeah. I thought they were cute. I also thought it was hilarious how, after the House of Blues, they come back and then Anna, as in Tessa's body, gives a speech at the rehearsal dinner and she's like, like this, he joined our family and like, it was so sweet. The speech was so cute. And then they change back. And I'm like, a literal earthquake just shook everyone. And not even two seconds later, Anna's like, I'm happy to have Ryan here. (laughs) everyone's still freaking out they're like my salmon is on the floor and she's like like, i'm so happy to have you here i'm like i'd be gone like i'd be out the door i gotta go i mean like there's aftershock come on they are in california and having lived in california for six years you kind (laughs) of do just go like keep going with your life like you just really (laughs) do just go like well that was that (laughs) just keep moving Steph's like, California is just one big massage chair. Like, it's It's wild because even now, like, if a plane flies too low over our house Mm. or like anything happens where I feel the slightest thing, like, even just the wind, I feel something like move in the house and I'm just like, (gasps) and I'm like, I don't live where there's earthquakes. Why would I even be moving in the house? (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, it's just. I just immediately am like, oh my gosh. And then I'm like, no, I don't live where that happens anymore. I need to relax. Like my house is not going to move. (laughs) Steph's got PTSD, you guys. Just a little bit. (laughs) Just a wee bit. Just a touch of it. It adds some some seasoning, some some flavor. (laughs) So I just have, have one more note about this movie. And it's that my favorite part in this entire film is when Jake is singing Baby One More Time outside the window, and he's, like, tone deaf. I laugh every time it comes on. I don't know what it is about that scene. That is the one scene that I distinctly remember from this movie. Like, everything else, I was like, oh, yeah, now I remember. And I, like, vaguely remembered the plot of this movie. But that scene is the one (laughs) scene that I always remember is from this movie because it's so good. It's so funny. Perfect comedic timing between him and Lindsay Lohan. Like, iconic. How did he not break out laughing? Like, when he's like, hit me, and she just tackles him. That part is fantastic. And it's also just the song that was used. Like, everything about it was perfect. (laughs) It's so good. I love the tone deafness of it all. Same. Do you think this movie is kid friendly? Like, do you think kids would be able to watch this today? Was there anything problematic about it? 
Other than the mom kissing Jake as Anna. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think that this movie's fine. Because I watched this as yeah. a kid. I mean, I was, what, 10, 11 when this came out? I think 10. So, yeah, I don't know. I watched it as a kid. I thought it was fine. There's, again, a lot of adult stuff into this you're not going to catch as a kid. Right. Like, you're going to laugh at the little brother, laugh at the grandpa going, earthquake. You're not going to get... <laughs> I think a lot of the movie. So I don't know. I think it's cute. Kids might not understand the story or like yeah. necessarily what's going on until they're a little older. But like preteens, mm. kids from like nine to 12 might love this. So I agree. And I actually like one thing that I really like about this movie as well is how everything basically happens within a day. Yeah. And in a lot of movies, in, a, in like most movies that are supposed to happen in a day, you're like, okay 15,000 things have happened like this is so unrealistic but I do really like how this movie felt a little bit more realistic how it was like okay like all of this stuff happened in one day yes but it was like they went to school they got ready for school they drove home from school you know what I mean like yeah the timeline was consistent yeah definitely which I really liked about it and I really liked the music. I really liked um, the characters. I thought it was a lot of fun to rewatch. Yeah, no, I agree. I had a really good time watching this. Was not bored. Yeah. Even though it was kind of cheesy, I thought it was really cute. And I thought it was funny. Like, very, very funny. I love how it ended, too. How, like, the grandpa and Harry are, like, opening up the, um, the fortune cookies. And the lady, like runs and tackles them so that (laughs) it doesn't happen again I kind of wish that they had swapped though yeah I know I'm like man a sequel would have been great yes um because as the grandpa say youth is wasted on the young it would have been very funny would have given a little bit of that a 17 again you know vibe oh stop it right now love it when Chandler turns into Troy or even the uh the Maori sisters one where they like the grandparents turn young you know it's just you love that vibe so All right, guys. So if you are ready, let's get into our critic ratings. All right, let's go. Yay. So Freaky Friday received a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, an 88% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a shocking 57% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, interesting. I did not expect it to be that low. Oh. And four out of five stars on Common Sense Media. All right, well, we can rate Freaky Friday on a scale from A plus to F minus. A plus meaning this film is hilarious. I could rewatch this over and over and it will never get old. And this makes me want to scream, hit me baby one more time outside of someone's window. F minus meaning this movie is horrible. I will not be watching this again. And the freakiest thing about this Friday is the plot. Lex, based Mm. on this rating scale, what would you rate Freaky Friday? Steph, I'm showing up to your house tomorrow and I'm singing baby one more time outside your window. Bring a boom box. (laughs) I need full, full gambit, like boom box, trench coat. I need all of it. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Full soul patch, everything. Love it. I'm going to give this movie a B plus. I actually, I'm going to give it a B. I thought that this was a lot of fun. Um, I probably won't rewatch it anytime soon, um, but I did really enjoy the rewatch. What about you? Yeah. I am going to give this a B plus. I really, really like this. It was very cute. Again, kind of cheesy with the whole like, you ruined my life. I'm a teenage girl, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So very early 2000s really gave those vibes. Um, It's really cute. I don't know. Again, like you said, I don't know that I'm going to watch it necessarily 
in the next couple of years, but I would yeah. be down to watch it again at some point. So yeah, it's cute. I thought it was fun. Actually, you know what? I'm going to switch bodies with you and I'm going to say B plus. Okay. I'm Steph and I'm going to give it a B plus. Just kidding. I, yeah, I'm going to give it a B plus because I probably will rewatch this like sooner rather than later. I just went back on everything that I just said, but you know what? <laughs> I'm going to give it a B plus solely because of the music. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. So we're both saying B plus. It's cute. Yay. We'll rewatch it at some point. Maybe not in the near future, but you know, it's cute. It's a good time. But who knows? Maybe who we knows? will. Who Maybe knows? we'll switch bodies. <laughs> Ew. So if you don't already, make sure to give us a follow on social media. We can be found on Instagram and TikTok at Chasing Childhood Podcast and on Facebook at Just Chasing Childhood. Thanks for joining, guys. And go take a look at our watch list on social media and see what's coming up for the next few weeks. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye.